follow us and expand your sense of what's possible. And have fun along the way. Dive in and see how Mind Power meets Mystic. Welcome! You are here with me, Michelle Walters, and my co-host, Cynthia Varkavisser, to our episode today of Mind Power Meets Mystic. Today, we are speaking to Lisa Yeager from climateconversations.net because Earth Day is coming up and Lisa makes the perfect Earth Day guest. Lisa Yeager is a project manager, improviser, and informal educator. She recently pulled this eclectic background together as a sea change, CEE change fellow with the North American Association for Environmental Education. The fellowship targeted the intersection of environmental education and civic and community engagement. Lisa holds an MBA and has over 20 years experience leading change initiatives as an internal and external consultant for government entities, higher education, and nonprofit entities. A lifelong learner, she is completing a master's degree in biology focused on climate change engagement from Miami University's acclaimed Project Dragonfly program. Welcome, my pal, Lisa Yeager. So great to be here. Thanks for having me. We're thrilled to have you here, and we're thrilled to be celebrating Earth Day. Yep, so, it's coming up. So, Lisa, as a new friend for me, I would love to know a little bit about how you got into uh, climate conversations. Is this something that was a lifelong dream? Did something happen while you were in school that triggered this path? Would love to hear more. You bet. Um, you know, it definitely emerged step by step, or as uh, improvisers like to say, we sort of back into it and uh, let things reveal themselves to us. <laughs> uh, so, you know, really it um, sort of grew out of, you know, the work that I was doing as a volunteer. Um, you know, M Michelle, in my introduction, talked about me being an informal educator. What does that, what does that really mean? Um, so in places like zoos or aquariums, museums, you know, where there are folks like docents or people who are um, providing, delivering education in these very informal uh, environments, you know, where families are out, you know, having a good time. That's a really great opportunity to teach people about uh, where they are, you know, the animals that they're seeing at the zoo, the environment, and so forth. Um, and, you know, one thing that I was learning about uh, as I was entering into the master's program was just how uh, ripe the environment is in these places to be talking about climate with people. Um, and I also knew that wasn't happening, right? Like, as a volunteer, I wasn't doing it. My fellow volunteers weren't doing it. Um, and there's a lot of barriers. Right. It's a bit of a taboo subject. Uh, and as an improviser, I knew um, intuitively and from my personal experience that um, improvisation and the, the tools that we use to teach people different skills could really be applied. Uh, and so that, you know, sort of laid the foundation for me to start working on uh, this climate conversations initiative of, of using those um, tools to help train people and build confidence and skills uh, and capabilities in, in just talking about what could be a very contentious topic, uh, but doing it uh, effectively and in a way that's fun. Thanks. I, the thing that I find really interesting is, you know, um, especially here in the Bay Area, the rain, the rain comes down, it pours, it's hailing. And the thing that they say is climate change isn't real. 
then they roll their eyes and then we talk about something else. So I would love to know, like, what do you have to say about people who do that? Who you like, that's, you know, that's not it. That's not a start. It's just a something. So how would you uh, encourage us to take that a little bit, a little step further? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the first uh, key, right, is to get curious, right? And to listen, to understand uh, if somebody is, you know, rolling their eyes or, or saying to you outright, like, oh, it's not real. Um, oh, I'm curious about that. You know, t- tell me more. You know, what's what's leading you to, to see that or if, to feel that way? Um, and, you know, really taking the time to actually listen uh, and, and not worry about teaching or uh, being right or correcting anybody, but just being very present and listening and having an authentic conversation. Uh, and when people, when you're, when you're being, you know, present with somebody and, um, you know, they're hearing uh, in that interchange that, that you maybe care about it or see it a different way, they're going to be a little more receptive to that information. Lisa, you talked about how you were volunteering at the zoo and even at the zoo where you might think that everybody's on board and recognizing the the change of of climate and what's going on here that actually not everyone who comes to the zoo is is of that frame of mind and you shared once with me about kind of how how you are within this work educating the sorts of people who work at the zoo or the aquarium or those kind of places to to open up those conversations, starting by listening, but but then then where do you go? Uh, well, you know, in the series that we uh, have pulled together, there's sort of five you know different weeks and sets of skills you know that we work on. Uh, so really, you know, in addition to sort of listening, you know, as I mentioned uh, earlier in my comments, being present, right, and how to really cultivate uh, those those skills of being present. Uh, and you know, making your partner look good. You know, thinking about ways that you can uh, enable that partner, you know, to um, to shine and to find shared uh, values. You know, what is it that you do have in common? Uh, and building from there, uh, and building from there together, right? Um, I think it's uh, you've been really important in the work that I've done. Uh, both as a volunteer and in supporting my volunteer community, uh, to not, you know, get, get too concerned about small steps. Uh, in fact, to, to realize that those are, those are enough and those are really impactful that, you know, planting those seeds, you know, you know, just because you don't get a big aha right in front of you or the, the person doesn't, you know, say, well, you've changed my mind. <laughs> you know, that, right. that's okay. You know, they're, they're, uh, engaged in that conversation with you. If they're able to hear you, um, you know, in the setting, you know, that we're talking about in, in a zoo or something, you know, my, my, one of my main jobs is to make sure they're enjoying themselves, right? And so, um, um, you know, kind of just deciding the best ways to sort of sprinkling that in and trusting that the rest will, will come and grow from there. Well, that makes perfect sense. So Lisa, I know you're not doing this alone. You want to tell us a little bit about the partners that you're working with and what, what they bring to your triad or your, I'm not sure what you call yourselves. Dynamic <laughs> um, <yeah>. threesome. <laughs> we could call ourselves a triad. Um, we'd like to say that um, 
this work happened because a, a scientist, an improviser, and a project manager went into a bar, and uh, climate conversations is, is what came out, right? Um, so we met, you know, through a conference and, you know, stayed in touch, and this sort of grew uh, quite organically. You know, we started with smaller um, workshops, but really the fact that, you know, we have uh, very seasoned, uh, one of each of those things, right? Like, so our, our scientist in the equation, um, you know, she leads a consultancy uh, with land and has done a lot of work with land trusts and conservation organizations. So that's both a lot of science work and policy work, uh, strategy and, you know, bringing people along. And the uh, improviser, you know, ran a theater company for over 20 years uh, and is very uh, skilled in uh, sort of presence and engagement. She also happens to be, you know, a professor at a couple of universities and teaches communication skills. Uh, and then, you know, I'm, I'm that project manager, you know, the, the business person looking at like, how can we weave this all together uh, and build, uh, uh, you know, build and scale, you know, the work that we're doing. Excellent. And what are, what are the stated objectives of your group? Um, well, you know, we're, we're growing and evolving them, right, as we go. Um, you know, our, our first objective was, uh, you know, to put out this five-week series. Um, we, we'd certainly all done, done things like this before in, in different contexts, but, but bringing, uh, our unique, uh, skills together and, and sort of seeing what would happen, putting it out in the world. Uh, we thought, gosh, you know, maybe we'll get uh, a couple people, you know, we'll get 10 people and maybe uh, a couple of them will be people we don't know. And <laughs> that's okay. We want to test this out and we're going to learn and get a lot of feedback uh, in the process. Uh, but we, you know, put, put it out in the world and did some, you know, marketing through listservs and through our own uh, personal, you know, email lists. And we got about 30 people who signed up when um, it was really a wonderful cohort uh, very diverse. You know, I think we ranged in, sorry, ranged in age, uh, from people who were in their 20s to their 80s. You know, we had people from the, the East Coast to the West Coast. It was all, uh, North America based. Uh, and then people from very different, uh, professions and backgrounds from those folks in those informal learning environments. To, uh, land trusts and conservation organizations. There were, uh, like, you know, several people from a state health organization and a couple of guys from their church's, uh, sustainability committee, you know. So it was quite a wide ranging group. Uh, and they really all showed up, um, very authentically and were willing to do a lot, uh, to engage and, and play, uh, together and work, uh, very, uh, in a very focused way in the smaller groups to build those skills and, and practice. Well, it sounds like fun. I want to remind all of our listeners that you are listening today to Mind Power Meets Mystic. I'm Michelle, the Mind Power, the hypnotist of the group. Cynthia Varkavizer, my co-host, is our mystic. And we are speaking today with Lisa Yeager from Climate Conversations. So, Lisa, I helped you with some of the imagery associated with your brand. And we had a fun time looking for people that would represent the tone and image of what you wanted to create with climate conversations, meaning people doing silly things <laughs> and people sort of being being pulled into directions they didn't expect. 
um, to have these conversations. And I know Cynthia looked at this and she's like, oh, I get that. And so I thought, you know, it'd be kind of fun to hear from you a little bit about kind of how that improv, that silly side is is helpful to getting people in the right state of mind to be open to more listening, more friend making, more, because it's such a problem right now. The division is such a problem. And I look at what you're doing and going, wow, this is kind of anti-division. This is great. Right. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's one of our modules is all about um, empathy, right? And some of the activities and, and gains and things that we can do to sort of um, build those muscles, right? Uh, and so, you know, in one particular activity, for example, we have people, um, you know, speak to somebody from, um, you know, 500 years ago and describe to them what is um, a, a car, you know, and uh, helping to get them to understand. So that's uh, a game, you know, uh, but that really, you know, helps them that they make a very clear and obvious translation from that activity into, uh, you know, the conversations they're trying to have across difference, right? And somebody that uh, Cynthia was saying earlier, well, I don't think that's real, right? Like, um, and so really, you know, being able to understand and ask questions and draw that person into dialogue with you um, is something that you you definitely have to do if you're trying to talk to somebody from 500 years ago about a car, right? Because how in the world are you going to help them understand what this thing is, right? Um, so you ask them, uh, you, you can get very curious and ask them questions, you know, about, well, how do you get around, right? <laughs> how do you move around? And so we have this thing that helps you move around, right? And based on, uh, you know, taking on those different roles and testing that out, that helps to build those muscles in a, in a really playful way. Um, and sometimes, um, you know, our, our triad, as you say, uh, we, were, we were talking about uh, one point in that we were having a conversation and one of us said, like, it's really great to make this fun. And I said, I don't, I don't know how I feel about, you know, making climate change fun, you know, <laughs> um, and that, that maybe that was going too far. And I think the very next day I had been uh, at our local zoo and, and doing some of these things in person, which was really great. And uh, the, the one of the directors had walked by the room in which we had people playing an activity uh, where they were enacting different components of a, of a um, sort of diorama, if you will, of like, well, let's paint a picture of, you know, what are elements in climate change? And, you know, one one man is like, well, I'm a melting glacier, you know, and he's acting that out. And somebody else is the polar bear swimming around and the whole room is is laughing. And, and you know, that that director from the zoo was like, oh, this is so great because we're by making it fun. You're, you're really helping people get it, you know, um, in a way that, uh, you know, he had never seen before. And this is somebody that, you know, works actively in the in the realm of engagement and climate change communication. So um, a lot of people are getting pretty pretty jazzed about what we're, what we're trying out. I love that so much. Uh, you know what I love the most is when you put in improv, I don't do improv, but um, I've had the opportunity to go through some of the exercises and they're amazing, they're fun. And what I find happens is that the more I laugh, the more open I am to having a serious conversation, um, the more open I am to being honest. You know, it just really opens up my heart a lot. And um, I'm curious to know how deep have these conversations 
have gone for you so that you have this really fun, I don't even like calling it silly because silly is very important, but you're going from this very fun aspect where people are are opening up and getting vulnerable and then going into talks. So I'd love to hear how the, you know, the dynamics have been for you. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times with the folks who've been through our, our training, um, you know, the, because the training is taking place over a series of weeks, they have the opportunity and we task them, right, with taking this into their world, right, uh, and making it real and then coming back. Uh, so the, the dynamic, certainly when we're working together as a cohort is, uh, you know, we're sort of moving back and forth very fluidly between that fun space and then very intentionally um, debriefing and, um, you know, bringing the intellectual side of things together and connecting all of those dots. Um, so that's that's definitely something that we're we're bringing forward uh, with the folks that we're engaging with. I know I'm the mind power part of this equation, but the other thing that I am observing is that some of the exercises you're having people do are very much putting their body into new positions. They're physically enacting what these things are. And Cynthia can be sort of more of a body person than me, but there's something I think elemental about taking this conversation out of just an intellectual conversation and moving it into to actual positioning of your body or changing the shape of your face or whatever it might be that that by integrating this on a physical body level it it also helps to open the conversation open the mind yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we focus a lot very intentionally on, on that embodiment piece, you know, and making sure that we're bringing it in sort of uh, at the right cadence, right? Um, and on the, you know, the mind part and where I thought you might be heading, you know, one, one thing we were very um, thoughtful about during this um, you know, series was making sure that we got some good data about um, you know, how did this go? <laughs> what did people learn? And um, are they better equipped, you know, now that they've been through the class? Um, and one of uh, another colleague who is uh, one of the she's a, a committee member for the American Evaluation Association, <laughs> which goes around at a lot of these informal institutions and, and very intentionally sort of measures, you know, outcomes. She was really curious about this um, and asked us to write up and share some of those results and impacts uh, as part of their Earth Week blog post series. Uh, and so she, you know, also was seeing, you know, how this is a, a unique way of kind of applying and then and then measuring and getting some specific outcomes. But um, yeah, the embodiment piece is, is key to all of that. Have you been on the local news yet? I think you should be. I think we should be too, but not yet. <laughs> I think that needs to come up next. <laughs> I would love to know if you've had a chance to reach schools, if you're going into corporations, where where is um, sea change going with this climate conversations? Yeah, so we're growing, right? Uh, we're actually uh, forming a broader coalition uh, called Yes and Nature. Uh, and looking at where we can uh, make, yeah, have some bespoke offerings, uh, so to speak, in some uh, some of the aquariums and zoos, you know, that we've served. Um, also, you know, some there's like a um, 
EarthGen is an organization that does, I think, a lot of sustainability work, and they've asked us to uh, think about coming in and working with them and their uh, company, you know, other people in their company besides the folks who just attended, you know, our series. So we're really um, doing a lot of, of planning and focusing on, um, you know, kind of where would be the most strategic places for us to um, to go go in next and to partner, you know, to sort of grow uh, grow from where we've been. So if you were looking for other kinds of partners, what kind of other partners might you be still looking for in case they listen to our podcast and they know they should give you a call? <laughs> right. Well, the thing that's really interesting um, about what we're doing, of course, it applies to, to climate, right? And so any uh, organization organization that's working in that space uh, and any, any organization that is, you know, helping to um, do, you know, activism in that space or build resilience and build community, um, certainly any of those. But as you mentioned earlier, right, um, this is a big problem, uh, just being able to come together and, and talk and have civic conversations and uh, move forward together, um, gaining strength across different right instead of being polarized because we need all those different perspectives and, and variation um, and that that's what gets us to a, a better place but we're sometimes losing sight of that by being so polarized um, so really any organization that, that's facing that you know would really benefit I think from the, the work that we're doing and we would be really interested in finding opportunities to, to partner and offer those those kind of learning opportunities Woo, said by the business person. You sound great, Lisa. <laughs> Have you given any thought personally to how you might be celebrating Earth Day this year? Oh, gosh. Um, well, somewhat on the heels of Earth Day, uh, there's going to be a really low tide. And I have uh, um, been one of my, my things and all of my not spare time that I don't have. But one of the things that I do uh, is with the Seattle Aquarium, I've been doing a lot of uh, work as a beach naturalist and being out on beaches uh, at low tide and, um, you know, exploring that that other world that's right there for those of us who are coastal, right? Um, and so uh, I'm going to take some, some time off and we've got uh, our recently renovated vintage VW camper van. And, and we are going to go out to the Olympic Peninsula and celebrate Earth Day by visiting with some of the, the critters that are there in the intertidal zone. Oh, Lisa, this is my, makes me jealous of not living in Seattle, man, and makes me jealous of not having a VW camper van, which, as Cynthia knows, is now a new consideration. So um, that sounds like a fabulous way to celebrate Earth Day. Cynthia, do you have other questions? Yeah, because of Earth Day coming up, what would you suggest some of the people who really don't think about Earth Day to celebrate? The thing that we hear is plant a tree or, you know, and that's that can be overwhelming for some of the city dwellers. So what other suggestions? I mean, going to the going to the tide pools, so exciting. And I thought, oh, well, that's a that's a really good one. What other suggestions do you have? Well, you're asking the climate conversations, lady. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> suggestion I would have. And so my radical suggestion, but this is backed up by the, the chief scientist from the Nature Conservancy, Catherine Hay, 
Pinto, who wrote an amazing book. You should have her as a podcast guest uh, on on climate conversations. Her book is called Saving Us. Um, but um, have a conversation, right? Uh, something that you're um, wanting to be thoughtful about and maybe that you don't even know anything about, right? Like just bring it up. Uh, maybe it's not climate, you know, maybe it's about biodiversity, maybe it's about sustainability, uh, maybe it's about um, local food and your farmer's market, any of that stuff fits within the umbrella of of uh, an Earth Day conversation uh, in my book. And those conversations, uh, I mean, think about it, you know, in terms of what's uh, taking up mind space uh, and that uh, mind share, right, and building um, focus and the things that we care about and are spending our time on, um, that's that's impactful. Those small conversations are more impactful than we think. That's why we do what we do with climate conversations. So I would encourage everybody for Earth Day to have a conversation about something that resonates with you um, about the environment. Love it. It's fantastic, Lisa. As usual, full of amazing, good, simple advice. <laughs> so, uh, is your next program put together yet, Lisa, or is that still kind of coming together? Um, we are going to offer the program again in the fall. Um, we haven't uh, landed the final series yet, but we are t getting people lined up for the wait list and making sure you can get information. So we'd love to uh, entertain your questions or get you signed up if this is something you might be curious about. And can people do that on your website? Uh, yes, there is uh, on the climateconversations.net website, there's a page on the training series and you can click a button to uh, reach us and get signed up. Fantastic. Lisa, thank you so much for being our guest today on Mind Power Meets Mystic. This has been great. And now everybody has an idea of what to do for Earth Day. And most <laughs> people had no idea what they were going to do for Earth Day. So that's great. Excellent. Well, it's been a joy uh, talking with you both. This has been really fun. Thank you. You've been listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with my friend, Mind Power, Michelle Walters and me, Cynthia Varkavisser. We have had a lovely time speaking with Lisa Yeager with of climateconversations.net. Please follow us, listen to us, tell your pals because these podcasts are amazing. Hi, everyone. We've planned something special this time around. We, meaning me and Cynthia, are going to have a follow-up call with Lisa and her team, including Karen and Bobby, on Thursday, April 29th at noon. If you want to join us for this call, please register and we will include you and you can ask your questions of Lisa and her team. We're so excited about this Earth Day episode and we would love to have you on our call on the 29th. See the show notes for the link. Hope to see you there. You've been listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Mystic.